Hi friends, welcome to the Hippie Hangout Podcast. My name is Kaya. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it is for you. I hope you're having fun doing what you're doing. How are we today? How are we doing, everybody? Really quick, if I sound just a little bit stuffy, it's because I'm kind of getting over, like, fall allergies. I don't know what it is, but every time the seasons change, I just get so stuffy right away. I get so stuffy, and it sucks, so I'm still kind of getting over it. I think it's, like, pretty much kind of uh, ran its course, but I just wanted to let you know in case I sound a little off or I sound a little weird, that's why. Um... Also, if you hear a weird squeaking noise in the background, it's just because um, the chair that I'm sitting on is old as fuck, so it do be squeaking a little bit. It do be, do be squeaking. If you hear that, I apologize. Um, But yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. I am working on a painting right now, a painting that is due um, in five hours. (laughs) I am a chronic procrastinator. I I don't know what it is. I just, you know, due dates don't apply to me. Time isn't real. So when it comes to getting things done in a timely fashion, I never do. I just about never get things done in a good, timely manner. Does it get done? Yes. I'm just saying, like, my I have very poor time management skills. Um, but... You know, one thing about me is if you give me a deadline, I will make sure it gets done by the deadline. And if it doesn't, then, you know, so be it. But for the most part, like, I do my fucking darndest to make sure that things get done by the deadline that you give me. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I'm a chronic procrastinator. It is my cross to bear. I, you know, I I do my best to try and not procrastinate, but it just always ends up happening. If you give me the option between you know, doing something that's, you know, doing work and having fun, I'm gonna pick having fun, you know, I'm here, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, and, um, I just like to, I like to fuck around, uh, usually when I'm saying, like, uh, like, ah, oh, I have to, like, sit down and work on something, I end up doing about, like, 18 other things that I have been putting off that I get done in that time, you know, if I'm like, oh, I need to work on this painting for my class, I usually end up doing laundry, or I clean, or, um, you know, I do something else that makes me feel like I have an ounce of control in an instance where I have no self-control, um, because I'm running out of time to work on this painting. Anyways, went to bed at, like, 1 o'clock, woke up at 4.30, and I've been working on this painting ever since. I'm wide awake. I'm feeling energized and feeling rejuvenated. I am a person that can run on little to no sleep. Um, I know some people are not like that. Some people are like, I need my eight hours. I, I don't want to say I'm built different, but like, I don't know for lack of a better word, like, or for lack of a better term, I guess I am because like, literally, I don't know what it is. You could literally, I could, I could sleep for two hours. You could say like, Hey, you're only going to get two hours of sleep tonight to me. And I'd be like, cool. I can work with that. This is something that I can work with. I don't know what it is. I don't know what possesses me to be able to just like you know fucking like I I literally can go to bed for like two hours and wake up feeling like I am rejuvenated I don't understand it I don't understand the uh the psychology behind that don't understand the physics of that um but yeah so 
working on this painting. Um, it technically should have been done last week, but I was working on another painting that I also procrastinate. I just, I, it's so bad. I just procrastinate, but you know, it's the fact that it's getting done and that's what matters. Um, I try not to get too hard on myself for procrastinating because I used to, and then it just made the process a whole lot worse because I would just get like super upset with myself and like, I don't want to say depressed, but like, I would just get like really, really hard on myself. And then in turn, like it would just, you know, really, really make me feel really shitty about myself because like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not like accomplishing all these things. And, you know, even if I'm not getting it done, like within the required time, first of all, my teachers are incredibly lenient and they're very, um, they're very understanding, very caring and understanding. So, or at least my teacher for my painting class is very caring and understanding. So, you know, I don't feel too, I don't want to say I don't feel too bad because I do feel bad that I didn't like have this finished, but, um, they're very forgiving in that sense. And they're like, you know what, as long as you can just like, as long as you get it in, like, you know, I might, I might get docked a couple points for, for lateness or whatever, you know, how that goes. But, it's the fact that it's still getting done, it's still getting turned in, and I have to look at it that way and be optimistic in a sense and be like, you are still accomplishing things, even if it's, you know, it might be on your own time, um, and I know, like, that's not really a good way to look at it because, like, you know, you're in college, you're supposed to abide by certain deadlines, but, you know, for me personally, if I just look at it and be like, well, you know, I'm still getting things done, I think that's what matters, to me at least, um, you know, the fact that I'm still accomplishing something, but yeah, so I am working on this painting, it's a still life, um, it's an analogous color scheme still life, like, we set it up in class, and, um, if those words don't mean anything to you, I can explain a little bit, um, for all my non-art people out there, so, um, a still life is when you just basically take still objects and you create a composition with them a composition is anything that is going to be in your art piece so for example like a, a really famous still life is uh sunflowers by van gogh just the vase of sunflowers um you know a lot of still lifes are usually bowls of fruit or you know just sort of like still any sort of still object really is a still life um but yeah so and oh, and this is an analogous color scheme. That's what I was going to explain as well. This is an analogous color scheme. What that means is, um, it's three to five colors on the color wheel that are that sit next to each other. So, for example, that could be um, green, blue, green, and blue, or um, you know, like red, orange, yellow, like that sort of thing. Um, really doesn't matter. Just as long as the colors are sitting next to each other on the color wheel, that's what matters. Um, but yeah, so it's like three to five colors. I chose, so you could do either a warm color scheme, like a warm analogous color scheme still life or a cool one. We had like a couple different still life set up in our, our uh, classroom. I chose a warm one just because, I don't know, like with fall and everything, I just get those sort of like harvesty, warm feelings. Um, and I don't know, I just also like, when I started this painting, I was kind of in like a not so great place mentally. So I thought, you know, if I do something that's warm instead of something that's cool, I think it'll be a little bit better 
uh, for my brain. But I mean, like, a cool, a cool still life is great, too. I, I do like working with cool colors, but I just, I don't know, there's something about warm colors that I also really appreciate. I think I just, I gravitate to warmer tones, or warmer colors and tones more, even though, you know, a good majority of, like, my favorite colors are cool. Like, I love purple. Um, that's been, like, my favorite color since, I was fucking born, but also, um, I love, I love green, like, every shade of green, but, like, more, like, foresty, sagey sort of green colors, and I think blue is very calming, like, you know, the, the cooler colors on the color wheel are very calming, whereas, like, you know, the warmer ones are very, like, energetic and, uh, revitalizing in a sense. I don't know. I I just really wanted to do a warm color scheme. I kind of felt it would be a little bit more of a challenge too to mix color wise. I mean, I never really had like problems mixing colors or anything, but I just kind of wanted to to challenge myself. I'm also challenging myself because I put these mums in my still life, like these yellow mums, and now I'm kind of wondering if I should paint them or if I should just omit them because I like the way that this still life looks right now without the flowers. I didn't paint them in yet, and I'm still wondering if I should or not. I mean, like, I feel like I should because I did include them in my you know, set up for my still life, because, like, we were able to set up our own little still lifes, like, in our room, like, we set up the compositions that we were going to paint, but I like it without them, and I think, you know, I don't know if my teacher will get, like, mad at me, per se, for that, but I'm just kind of, like, I don't know, like, I like it without the flowers, and I fear that if I put the flowers in, I will mess it up, and I don't want to mess it up, so much to consider and I'm really been debating that that's why like I've also been really terrified to finish this still life because like there's one aspect of it that I've just like been putting off and it's this fucking flowers these mums but um you know I'll figure it out it's fine but yeah I think that's it far as far as uh painting goes but if you hear my little my little paintbrush in the background going that's why because I'm just kind of chilling um, I did feel really, like, inspired to do an episode about a topic that I will get into in a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of ramble for a second about my life and what's going on. Um, so let's talk about Zenith really quick. So the band, we are getting ready to do our next gig. If you're listening to this in early November... Um, our next upcoming gig, and if you're in the, the area, in uh, the Schuylkill County area, our next gig is going to be November 25th at 6 o'clock. We're going to play at this little uh, bar called Main Street Moonshine, which is pretty cool. I've never been there, but um, from what I've heard, the vibes are pretty immaculate. Like, they're kind of are, like trying to replicate like an old sort of like 1920s, 1930s, sort of like vintage bar experience which I think is very very neat I think it aligns with kind of the aesthetic of our band really well too so we're definitely like I can feel it we're definitely going to be getting like some band pictures there for sure so I'm very excited about that um but yeah we will be playing there on the 25th 
at six o'clock and then there's two other bands that we're playing with as well um one is named Orox, and then the other is blank id and i'm just really excited i'm really excited to play there i can't wait i can't wait to hear the other bands as well i already went to um one of blank id's shows and they are just fucking awesome like they really know how to put on a show they play a lot more like heavy stuff like avenge sevenfold and uh metallica they have a couple Green Day songs, they have a Sublime one, but they do, they play a, a fair amount of Avenged Sevenfold, um, which I feel like, you know, if you guys have been listening to me for a while, it seems like that would kind of be out of my, uh, genre of music per se, but I kind of go all over the place musically, like, I don't think I really, like, confine myself just to, of course, like, classic rock, like, has a special place in my heart, classic rock, psychedelic rock, like, it, that's my bread and butter, don't get me wrong, but, like, I'm also willing to kind of, you know, expand my horizons and listen to other stuff, too, like, I love Metallica, I've really been getting into Avenged Sevenfold because of, uh, Blank ID, and, um, yeah, I've just been, I've been experimenting a lot musically recently, like, I've just been getting into a lot more, uh, heavier stuff, which is interesting, um, because I felt like for a while, like, I was kind of putting myself in a box and just listening to the same stuff over and over again, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, like, I don't know, I definitely felt a need to kind of branch out. Anyways, um, well, I think especially, too, because of, like, everything that's been going on in my life, like, mentally and, you know, emotionally, I think, like, that sort of music has really been cathartic to me in a way, and has really been, um, kind of helping support my, my shift in mood, um, but yeah, so, been, been jamming a lot to some harder rock, for sure, some heavier stuff, um, but yeah, so, I think that's kind of it for the band. We've just been kind of practicing, been writing our own stuff, trying to get our own stuff written, um, get some original songs in the works. We might be getting some merch soon, which is pretty cool. Um, it wouldn't be like available for sale anywhere, unfortunately, yet. Um, we're just it would just be kind of like a test run sort of thing. Um, but we will have to see. I mean, like in the future, we're definitely gonna have merch made. It's just you know that's a very expensive process and right now you know we're trying to weigh all these sort of different finances and you know decide what's the best thing for us to be putting our money into currently and you know right now for us it's getting better equipment and sort of getting ourselves to a point where we feel good and we think we sound good and you know we uh you know yeah like we you know have the equipment to be able to kind of support us and then from then on like you know we can do all the fun stuff like the merch and the you know all all that other stuff um I do really want to have merch though because I think it would be so fun to just have a little zenith t-shirt um I've said before like I would really love like magnets and stickers um we're trying to get some business cards made too so that you know if people uh, want to reach out, you know, they can more easily, like, have all of our information, um, especially for, like, older people, like, I don't know, I think, like, that was kind of the, one of the big things, like, at our, one of our most recent gigs, like, so many people were like, do you guys have business cards, do you guys have business cards, and we were like, no, we do not, but, you know, we'll we'll get some made, so I have a design, like, all made up, I just have to go to Staples and get that, uh, situated, but yeah, so that's that. 
we've just been kind of like having a blast really I love I just love being in the band I know I've talked about it so many times before so I won't go into it too too much because you guys already uh, know my feelings about it but um you know it's just especially like during this time in my life like having this band has really just kind of allowed me to process so much and also just you know make so many great memories I'm making new friends and I'm expanding my horizons musically I'm delving into all of my passions even more like I think since I joined the band like it's inspired me to kind of just it's it's really lit a fire under my ass and like inspired me to get back into painting like it sounds kind of odd but it really has like it's gotten me back into like making things again um it's just really kind of been this push that I think I needed for a long time um I think too like I really think like when like looking back like at my relationship like my my previous relationships I just got out of um I think I was depressed for a really long time and I didn't really know that I was until I got out and I came home and I was like holy fuck like I think I was like legitimately depressed um and you know I think it was a a multitude of factors I don't think it was just the person that I was with although I think they did play a role in that Um, and I'm not, like, solely blaming them, but I think, you know, it was a combination of the fact that, like, I poured too much time and effort into that person because of how, you know, they were very insecure in themselves, um, you know, trying to be reassuring in that sense was very mentally draining for me, um, and I don't think they really quite realized that because, like, I would just be so tired all the time, like, I never had any energy to do anything that I loved, um, I just, yeah, I, I think there were so many parts of myself that I really, I really lost in that relationship, and, you know, coming back home, like, coming back into a a space that, like, I created for myself, like, I decorated this room again to feel just, like, it's, it's so, it's so me, and there's just, I have embedded myself into, like, every, part of this room like every piece of paper every little scrap every piece of trash I put on my walls like I just I really needed this to be like a place for me to come back and just like recenter myself and I think I did a really good job of that um and just like yeah creating a space that I can like fall in love with myself again um because I really think that I lost a lot of myself in that relationship Um, I think I also worked way too hard. I think I just pushed myself really, really hard. I, um, you know, I, I just, I would work and work and work and then just work even more and just, I just continued to push myself, like, past my limits, I think, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting to, like, go back and, like, kind of see like, like me, like, just kind of looking back on that relationship and just kind of see, like, how much I think I was really broken down, um, in, in every conceivable way. I think I was, I think I was manipulated. I think I was kind of put, um, in a position where I had to sort of, I had to change myself in order to, like, help this person feel better about themselves. Um, and, you know, that's not okay. I don't think it's okay, you know, that, to to have to like change who you are in order to make another person comfortable in order to um you know in order to just 
make them feel better like I, I don't know I just I just don't think it's it's right I don't think it's fair if you're in a relationship with somebody you know you're with them and you're you're loving and appreciating every part of them there's so many different aspects to a person that you know you are meant to appreciate and um if you can't look at those those even like the hard parts even the parts that like you know you don't think are so great if you can't look at those and and be forgiving and be loving and understanding and say like I'm going to help you through this then you know you shouldn't be with that person um I think I was just a little blind to the fact that you know that's that's what was happening um yeah I don't know yeah especially like you know more more negative emotions I I talked you know at length to my ex about like you know my feelings of dissociation and when I first started feeling that way um and having those feelings of like derealization um dissociation uh depersonalization um they almost like I don't want to say insulted me but like they really didn't quite understand like what I was saying I think there was just a lot of miscommunication between us from the get-go that like we just never we could never really be on the same page and um yeah, I just remember, like, so vividly, like, there was a day, like, I was trying to describe these feelings to him, and I didn't quite have, like, the, uh, the words to be able to, like, to, to describe what I was feeling, but I was still trying my best, and, you know, he just kind of got really angry and defensive for no reason, like, he got angry at me that, like, I couldn't explain myself any better than I was trying, and, like, you know, the amount of times, like, I would say to him, like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, and it just never felt like it was, nothing ever felt like it was enough, you know, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, coming back to myself has been a a process, you know, coming back to me, stepping back into my power, recognizing my worth, that's kind of been a, a process that I've been going through recently, um, and that's really, like, what I wanted to talk about today. That was kind of a good transition. But um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today was um, recognizing your worth. I've been thinking about this a lot, especially, like, in the past couple days. Um, you know, it's so important for you to remember that your worth is not determined by the people around you you cannot put so much value into everybody else's opinions about you. Sure, you can take them into consideration, you can take those opinions into consideration, but it's what you do with that information. I don't think you should allow it to run your life. I don't think, you know, we should allow other people's perceptions and other people's opinions to dictate our day-to-day lives. People can have input, people can have opinions, but again, at the end of the day, this is your life. It's your life and it's what you want to do with it. And how you want to spend your time is how you want to spend your time. Nobody should be able to, you know, dictate how you control your time or, you know, or your thoughts or, you know, if they have an opinion about you, you know, so fucking be it, like, I I don't know, take it with a grain of salt, really, like, 
only you know yourself the best. You know yourself the best, despite what everybody else may say, despite what your family may say, despite what your friends may say. You know yourself the best because you are the person who spends the most time with you, you know? Um, You're the person who spends the most time with you, and I think it's really important to remember that, you know, what other people have to say, like, it does not matter all that much. It really shouldn't matter all that much. You know, it's a lot easier said than done, but, you know, I just, I placed value, like, I such a, a high value on everybody else's opinions of me for so long, and, like, you know, um, just, like, what other people thought of me, and it's not worth it, like, it's not worth it at all, like, I just, I don't know, I've just been thinking about it a lot, like, you, only you know what you want in this life, you know what you want, and if you don't, take some time to think about it and figure it out, but, like, you're the only person who's going to know what you want in this life, you're the only person who's going to know, you know, what are your goals, what are your aspirations, what are your ambitions, I think another big part of the reason why I lost myself in my, my, um, my previous relationship is the fact that, like, when we would have conversations about, like, you know, our future together, like, as a couple, it would always be very one-sided, and he would say, well, I want to do this, and you can just follow me wherever I go. There was never a question of, well, what do you want to do with your life, Kaya? What do you want to do with you? Where do you see yourself? It was always a, a, you know, well, this is what I'm going to do, and you will follow, And, you know, that sort of, I think, messed with me a little bit because I, you know, kind of lost, again, I lost my sense of self. I lost, I felt like I had no purpose in life other than to just be a plus one to this person um, and just, you know, kind of, like, exist as this sort of, like, shadow. I was just in the background of this person and um, I got sick of it. I got tired of it. I got, I got really fed up, you know, like, uh, especially like in a relationship sense, you know, a relationship, it's, it's two people coming together to make each other stronger, to support each other, to make each other better. It's not about, you know, one person having priority over the other. It's, it's about both of you. It's, it should be, you know, there should be a level of independency and there should be a very small, a very little, amount of codependency. I think too much codependency um, is where things start to get a little dicey, and I think that was another issue in my previous relationship as well, was um, my ex was extremely, extremely codependent, and I am an incredibly independent person. I think I've always prided myself on being an independent person, and I think that really intimidated him. The fact that, you know, I could kind of, I, I mean, like, I moved to an area where I knew absolutely nobody for him. I isolated myself from my friends and my family, and I moved out to the middle of fucking nowhere so that I could be with him while he went to school and I worked. And I built myself a life from the ground up. And, you know, I have really prided myself on my, my work ethic and my ability to keep pushing myself, even when, you know, it feels like I'm going to fucking fall apart, like, I still manage to get everything done, and to get, 
you know, just get my fucking priorities straight, you know? I, I just, I've always been incredibly independent ever since I was little. Like, I just, you know, I, I have always wanted to be self-sufficient, and I started to be, and, you know, I think it was a little intimidating for him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I... I've just been thinking about this a lot, like, you know, just the fact that, like, I placed so much value on what he had to say about me that I almost forgot that, like, I was allowed to have my own opinions about myself and, like, I was allowed to have my own sense of self. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's just a lot going on in my brain. (laughs) Um, but I just wanted to remind you, you know, that, like, you, you are inherently worthy of feeling good about yourself and, you know, diving into the things that you are passionate about, and you're worthy of finding somebody who's going to appreciate you for those passions, not somebody who's going to make fun of you or shame you or make you feel like, you know, you can't be yourself, um, because that was also something that I suffered through for a very long time. I felt like I couldn't I, you know, I thought I could be myself at first, and then after a while, you know, it just, it kind of stopped, like, I just, even, like, my spiritual growth, I felt, excuse me, just burped, um, I felt like my spiritual growth was really stunted for a while, because, um, you know, I, I wasn't, quote-unquote, spending enough time with him, even though, you know, we were together for four and a half years, shared an apartment, lived together, I still wasn't spending enough time with him, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt like I was not allowed to have my own, my own hobbies or my own routines, my own rituals, because I had to do everything for that person. And that's not healthy. Um, that's not healthy. And that's not, you know, how, again, that's not how a relationship should work, especially at that point, like, especially as two people that are trying to become, um, adults, you know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be this sort of, like, codependency in the way that it was, um, it felt very immature to me, um, you might get a little ASMR here, sorry, I had to move my painting closer, um, but yeah, like, I don't know, it's just the fact that, like, um, a relationship like that, it can't, it, it, I don't think it could, it could have worked out any longer, um, I mean, especially after, I got the, the facts that I did, um, but, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't think it could have worked out, because it was just too, too codependent, and, um, you know, I'm still sort of, you know, reeling the, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of going through the damages of that, and, you know, just, just kind of viewing everything from, like, an outside perspective now, kind of, like, taking a step back and looking at it from afar, and, examining the situation I just yeah I can safely say though like I have never felt happier it's been I might cry um it's been a really long time since I felt happy um and even saying that out loud like I don't think I've really admitted that but it's been a really long time since I felt happy um I'm, you know, back at home. I'm back in a place that I feel truly loved and appreciated for 
every part of myself, all my flaws, all of my quirks, everything. Um, I'm allowing myself to get back into my passions and my interests. And, you know, I'm doing things on my own time and my own schedule. I'm doing things that are good for me, things that I love, things that I was not supported in that now I am supported in. And, um, you know, that's also really gratifying as well, you know, to have people around me that genuinely support me with what I'm doing because I received no support for the things that I was interested in um, in that relationship. No support at all. Um, yeah. So this is the first time in a really long time I felt really, really genuinely happy. Um, and, you know, it's not not every day is perfect and not every day is ever going to be perfect. But I'm going to say, like, there have been so many more good days than bad. Um, I mean, just like every day I, I wake up and I, I feel, I just feel so good. I feel, I feel like I made the right decision. I don't feel any regret or remorse for the fact that I, I moved out. Um, do I miss my roommates? Absolutely I do. I really, really, really miss my roommates and I'm really, um, I'm still really upset that my time with them got cut short. Um, and that's also what really hurts is that, you know, I, I had so many beautiful and amazing friendships that I was starting to develop there that I wanted to continue on and, um, you know, continue to, you know, deepen those relationships and those friendships. But, um, unfortunately, you know, I had to do what was best for me and, you know, they were very caring and understanding of that. And I, I love them both so much and I, I really, really miss them a lot, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I've just been, I don't even remember what I was saying before that. Um, just the fact that, like, I, I feel just so much better. I feel so much better being at home. I feel so much better being around my family and the people I love, um, the people that love me the most. Um, I think I really, I really miss this a lot. And, um, it's been a lot more therapeutic for me than I could have imagined. I think, too, um, I didn't expect this healing process to be going so quickly, um, especially because there was a lot of, uh, a lot of trauma that I endured in that relationship, like I kind of have been explaining, but there's, there's more to it, too. There was some, um, without getting too into it, there was, you know, a lot of manipulation, um, a lot of sexual abuse that happened, and, um, you know, there's a lot of trauma there that I think I'm still working through, but, um, you know, for the most part, like, being home and being, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a brief pause, uh, to chill, <laughs> chill out, collect myself, um, and also blow my nose because my nose keeps running, um, like crazy, and I was, like, barely forming a sentence without fucking, like, Oh, so stuffy. Anyways, um, being home has just allowed me to sort of, I, I said it earlier, but like, you know, recenter myself, um, just fall in love with myself again, um, develop a sense of self, you know, again, um, 
and just sort of yeah take a step back look at everything that I went through during that relationship and you know recognize what was what was good what was bad what was you know what what's what what are some things I could take away what are what are things that I'm learning from that experience um you know I think even in the shittiest of situations like you know the universe put him in my life for a reason the universe put him in my life for a reason and he I think was meant to teach me that you know I need to I need to never lose my sense of self when I'm with another person um and you know when I'm looking for a person to sort of you know be my my life partner um I shouldn't be I should not be, you know, sort of trying to change myself or fit into any sort of mold to make the other person comfortable or to make them feel safe and secure. Like, that's not what the goal should be at all. I need to find somebody who's going to, you know, who's going to, like I said, like, see every aspect of me, every part of me, and appreciate every part of me. And this is, like, another thing that I wanted to, like, say, too, not to get on my soapbox, but, like, you are so fucking worthy of a love that is all-encompassing. It's going to appreciate every aspect of you, not just, you know, for your looks, not just for your body, not just for your money, not just for, you know, whatever, whatever it may be you know, you deserve a love that is going to appreciate every single fucking part of you, and, you know, that's going to, you know, that's going to stick with you through the good and the bad and the ugly, and is never going to give up on you or make you feel little or small or, or dumb or embarrassing or ashamed of who you are. Like, you know, you are meant to find somebody who is going to look at you and just feel nothing but pure and unconditional love. Nothing but pure and unconditional love for you and just satisfaction with you and and joy and, you know, appreciate you for, again, every part of you. It's, It's, you know, it's a matter of finding somebody who, who is just going to, like I said, who's just going to appreciate you. I feel like I'm just talking now in circles, but, you know, it's it's very true, and I think we forget that sometimes. I think we forget that, you know, we... I, what's that quote from that movie? We accept the love we think we deserve. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of us have or tend to have or skew towards a more negative self-image, and, you know, we end up going for people that sort of, you know only value us for certain parts of ourselves and I mean I definitely did and I didn't know it at the time until like years later you know this person really only appreciated me I felt for certain parts of myself and you know maybe that's not true maybe that's just me sort of still reeling with everything that happened and but for the most part like it really felt sometimes like that's all they really valued me for and you know there were certain aspects of my personality that were not appreciated, that were not appreciated at all, that were ridiculed and were, you know, I felt embarrassed and ashamed of, like, who I was. 
and you know you don't you don't deserve that you don't deserve um somebody that's going to make you feel small um who's going to make you feel weak who's going to make you feel dumb who's going to make you feel like you are less you're worth less than what you are worth um that was another big thing too was like i always i i just i just felt lesser than um i just felt like i was never good enough and what i i i said that to him so many times before like nothing i ever do is good enough for you and i feel like i cannot live up to your expectations and um yeah i i just i don't know you deserve somebody who's going to be patient with you and who's going to be attentive who's gonna pay attention to the little things and you know make you feel so special and so wanted and cared for um yeah just somebody who's going to be there for you and be be patient be be gentle be be sweet be caring be understanding um yeah I don't know if there's anything else I really have to say (laughs) um there's just been a lot that's been going through my head but you know the point is I'm kind of getting to a place right now where I don't I don't blame myself for anything that went wrong in that relationship I think there are things that I do blame myself for but you know there's also I, I think I'm still just working through everything because like I don't want to say like I'm not at fault but also like you know this person was incredibly like looking back incredibly manipulative and you know I tolerated so much that I think I'm still just like sort of working through the traumas of it all and like you know it, it's just a lot to handle it's a lot to process but the point is like I'm being patient with myself and um I feel like that's really all I can do in this moment is just be patient with myself and you know realize that I'm doing the best that I can um and yeah there's still just so much that I I think I need to you know address and I think I'm doing an okay job at it I think I'm you know again I'm doing the best that I can and I'm not I'm I'm just I I really like again have not felt this way about myself in a long time like I feel good I feel I feel strong in my sense of self again I think yeah like I, I think I said it earlier I don't know there's just so many thoughts running through my head um I just have such a good support system around me that, like, this healing process has been tremendously quicker than I I thought. Um, Just a way, 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 way quicker than I could have ever imagined because, like, I don't, and I don't want to say that I'm, like, fully, totally healed because I'm not. I'm not totally healed from it. There are, again, are bad days, but, like, it's just the fact that, like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel really, really good. Um, I just have so much more energy and I feel like I have so much more, I, I just have like my, my passion again. I feel like my spark has been lit and, um, yeah, I feel, I feel a renewed sense of energy for sure. Um, I, I just like, I, the biggest thing has been like, I, I feel like I can't sleep. Um, and I don't know, that's not really, like, an insomnia type of thing, I think it's just because, like, I've been very, I've been, like, on the procrastination train, and, like, I've just been pulling a lot of all-nighters, trying to get things done, but at the same time, like, I just have so much energy that, like, I, 
I feel like every day is just like a little party with myself and like I just I want to do so many different fun things like the other night like I was working on this painting and then I was like I need to stretch my legs for a second I'm gonna have a little dress-up party and I just started like because I was trying to figure out also too like what am I gonna wear for this upcoming gig so it was like a multifaceted like reason why I was having this dress-up party but like also that is something I used to do all the time, like, when I just, like, was bored, like, and I was, you know, just kind of, like, chilling, I'd be like, well, what, what better, what a better time than now to have a dress-up party, and I haven't done that since I moved in the apartment, I moved into that apartment, and now that I'm, like, back home, and I'm, like, just in a, a safe space again, like, I don't know, I'm, like, expressing myself again in ways that, like, I really haven't in a long time, I'm getting back into my yoga, I'm starting to, I, I did a workout the other day, and it felt really good, so I think, you know, that might be a new thing for me, is, like, working out, just trying to move my body more, um, I've been trying to get outside as much as I can, but it's getting really cold, so it's been a little, a little rough, but, you know, I'm trying, and again, that's what matters, is that I'm trying, I'm trying to really improve my life, improve my mental state, um, and just, yeah, really delve back into my passions and back into my personhood. Um, and it's been, it's been great. It's been great to just, you know, rediscover myself and just have all this passion again. It's just been, it's been really, really, really gratifying for me. Um, and I just have been really, really happy. So yeah, yeah. I think that might be it, though. I think that might be it for my rant today. Um, sorry I got a little emotional there, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think you can all kind of understand where I'm coming from. So, you know, thank you for being understanding in advance. Um, thank you for listening to this. Thank you for all your support with every episode that I put out. Um, I just... I, I can't believe that, like, I actually, like, did this, you know, I, I mean, like, this was just, like, a little idea I had, because, like, I spent so much time alone in that apartment, too, so I was, like, you know, what a better time than now to start a podcast, you know, like, I just, I had so much time to myself that, like, I would just talk to myself all the time, and I was, like, hey, you know, this could be something, like, these little talks that I have with myself, like, these could be something, like, I could record this and put it somewhere, and, I think, you know, starting this podcast, like, it really helped also, like, reignite a creative spark in me, because, like, I just, I really felt like I had nothing for a while, and, um, I think this really helped me sort of, like, open up a new avenue creatively, and it, you know, it, it's really comforting, it's comforting to just sit here and talk openly, like, this to me is, like, my therapy session, um, and, you know, I know I have, like, fun little, like, side series things you know the tarot things and hippie history and all that but like for the most part like this is what this is like really what I want this to be is just you know me sort of you know just just talking about you know my my thoughts my feelings my emotions and to just be there for other people you know to to be there as much as I can for other people and you know it's a bit of a, a parasocial relationship I know but like I I just I really wanted to help p- 
people, I think, in in whatever way that I could. And I, I felt that, you know, having this podcast is sort of like a way to, to help motivate people if it, if it ever does. Um, that was like, I guess, my way of helping. I think too, like this also, this podcast is like a love letter to myself. It's a love letter to, you know, everything that I'm, I'm going through right now and just everything that I've been through so far. Um, like this podcast is meant to be just, just a love letter to me and, um, you know, just sort of like almost like an advice column for myself. Like I said, it's like my own personal therapy. Like I sit here and I talk to myself and I like work through my emotions and I I think it's very therapeutic. Um, and I hope, you know, that if you're, if you're listening, like, you know, you're taking something away from this, you're taking away the, the messages and the positivity and the, the love. I hope you can feel the love that I give and the love that I put into this because it, it is a very big passion of mine and it makes me incredibly happy to be able to do this. So I hope you guys can, you know, can feel that love and can feel that, that positivity and that energy sort of like being poured into every episode. Um... I, I really just, I want this to be a, a safe space. I want this to be a place that you can come to, to, to feel better, um, to sort of heal yourself in a way and, you know, feel like you have a friend when you maybe might not have one, because that's another reason why I wanted to do this is, you know, I felt like I had nobody and I thought, you know, what a better way to fill the, the void here than to start a podcast, you know? I can make my own, my own friends parasocially and, you know, go about it that way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope that, you know, even if it just helps one person, even if this, you know, makes one person happy or, you know, that's, that's really what matters to me is, you know, I don't care about money. I don't care about, you know, (coughs) sorry sorry um I don't care about money I don't care about being like top of the charts you know whatever um I just care about expressing myself expressing myself in any way that I can um and I think that's really what I want this to be about it's just you know just spreading love kindness positivity joy and just you know helping people feel better, (laughs) uh, yeah, hippie hangout, helping people feel better, (laughs) that's gonna be my new tagline, um, but yeah, I just, I, I hope that this helps you, I hope that, you know, it just, it makes your day a little better, because that's really my goal, and yeah, I'm just gonna stop, because I keep repeating myself, over and over again, we're getting to that point in the podcast, so that's when I know it's a good point to, to cut it off, when I start repeating myself over and over again, um, but yeah, oh my god, how did I fail to mention this, hey, real quick, hey, real quick, let's talk about Stevie Nicks, (laughs) to completely, completely pivot, hey, let's talk about Stevie, so I had the honor the honor and the the pleasure of seeing Miss Stephanie Lynn Nix. Is that her middle name? I think it is. Miss Stephanie Lynn Nix in concert the other day. 
it didn't feel real. I still, like, look at those pictures, and I'm like, holy fuck, like, that's a thing that I did the other day. I just, hey, I saw Stevie Nicks in concert. What the fuck? Like, insane. I love Stevie with my whole entire heart and soul. Like, that woman is such an inspiration to me. She's just so, so incredibly talented and so gifted and so elegant and poised and graceful and you know she's a little she's got that rock edge to her of course which you know I also really appreciate but she's just so she's so delicate and so you know comfortable and sure and secure in her femininity that it makes me really really happy and it really just I I can't even describe it like I felt so moved at that concert like I was just so moved it was just such a magical night um it was such a magical experience overall there were so many women there too like in that arena that like walking around like before the concert started like um just every everybody everybody was giving each other compliments it it was literally like just free compliment day like it was everybody was complimenting each other you know i love your hat i love your skirt i love your dress i love your makeup i love your hair everything like it was such a a supportive space and me and my friend kept saying that over and over again i went with my best friend we kept saying that over and over we were just like oh my god like she looks so beautiful like she looks so pretty like it was such a supportive and loving space for women at this current time in my life that was probably the best thing I could have ever had like ever witnessed I could have ever been a part of I didn't know like like I bought those tickets in May like seriously like could not have had better universal timing like I I don't think I realized how much I needed to be in that space with those women until, like, I was there, and I was just like, wow, like, this is rejuvenating my soul right now. Like, it was just, it was so, so magical. I love Stevie so fucking much. Like, I love her so much, it's actually insane, like, how much I love her. Um, And I could tell you guys, like, how much I love her, but I don't even think I could even put into words just how much of an inspiration and an icon she is to me an idol in my mind like I idolize her so much our seats were so good for the price that we paid too so 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 good I was in the section that was closest to the stage on if you're like if you were standing on the stage it'd be on the right hand side I was to the right it was the closest I I, seriously like the closest I think like I've I I could have gotten like without paying like literally like an arm and a leg and probably like you know three quarters of my fucking like rent per month but like you know um point being like I just I oh my oh my god it was the best thing ever like the best night ever just the most amazing show ever she's such a wonderful performer and the fact that she's 75 and can still like move around the way that she does and can still just like command a space the way that she does is just absolutely incredible like she just is so captivating and and 
just so incredible to watch she's just so incredible like I, I just incredible she's fabulous she kept bringing out all these different scarves she's like telling stories about each of these scarves too she had um the scarf that she like the shawl that she wore when they did the um the photo like the album shoot for um her debut solo album belladonna perfect condition by the way literally in perfect fucking condition um and she brought it out it is so gorgeous the most beautiful like blue violet color and it was velvet and it had like this beautiful like intricate design on it and these tassels and it was literally gorgeous like it was it was just breathtaking like there was just so many like beautiful moments in that show that like truly are going to be like core memories for me for the rest of my fucking life like just absolutely amazing um oh shit dropped my paintbrush (laughs) um and then what was it two days later I was hanging out with uh, my friend and he was like I have a surprise for you but I can't tell you where we're going and I was like okay and um, I was like, all right, cool. So we're in the car and we're driving for like probably an hour and we get to Allentown, which is where I saw the concert. And we're literally like driving past the venue where I saw Stevie like literally two days prior. And I was like, oh my God, like I literally, I was like, I joke and I call her my, my mom. So I was like, oh, I saw my mom there. I was like, I saw my mom there like two nights ago. And you know, he laughed, whatever. And um he kind of just, like, pulls off of this, like, side street, like, like, just, like, pulls off onto this little, like, side street, like, literally the, the venue's, like, right behind us, we're, like, in the city, and, um, he was, like, all right, like, we're here, and I was, like, okay, like, I was, like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on, so, um, get out of the car, and we start walking, and there's this building, just, like, you know, in, like, one of those little, like, row, kind of, like, there's, like, multiple buildings, like, connected to each other, and um, it's just, like, this little, like, storefront, and there's this, like, really cool, like, sign on it, like, one of those little, like, tiny, like, signs above the door, and I'm, like, trying to read it. It was in, like, a weird font, so I was, like, trying to read it. I didn't even, like, look, but the window had a ginormous picture of Stevie in it, and I was, like, oh, shit. Now, literally, like, the day that I went to the concert, my friend was telling me, um, my best friend that I went with, um, she was, like, Oh, they're holding a uh, Stevie Nicks exhibit in Allentown. Like, I, I I thought it I thought it had closed at this point too. So like, I had no idea that like it was still open. But anyways, like we're standing there and he goes, "Oh, that's Stevie Nicks," and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." And then he was like, "Yeah, so this is where we're going actually. Like, we're gonna go in here." And I was like, "Are you actually kidding me?" Like, surprised me with tickets to the Stevie Nicks exhibit. I literally, like, I was speechless the whole time, like, it, it was, it was amazing, like, absolutely incredible, um, so what it was was basically just, like, a little, um, it was just, like, a little tiny, like, exhibit thing that they had set up, um, it was all her clothing, it was articles of clothing, and any sort of other memorabilia, like, there was some, like, jewelry and stuff, but, like, for the most part, like, it was just, her clothing that you know she has worn and like it was all of it was just so beautiful and so intricate and so 
breathtaking to look at and like I seriously like we spent like when you got the tickets apparently like you had an hour like slot to be able to like go and look at everything seriously like the best surprise ever like I was gawking the whole time like at everything like it was just so 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 gorgeous um just so incredible like I I seriously like was I even now like talking about it like I have no I have no words like I just it was so incredible to look at like everything that she had like everything was like handmade and you know just like it was so ethereal and just like just just you know whimsical and and just fantastic it was just fabulous it was truly fabulous like so quintessential like whimsical 70s clothing and of course there were some pieces from like the 80s and the 90s as well but like again it had that it had that classic stevie 70s feel no matter what decade it was from it was just or what era what time period it was just like oh it's just so gorgeous it was literally like such an amazing amazing night I I thanked him probably about like 10 times like I was just like this is literally the best thing like I've ever the best surprise I've ever gotten truly like yeah it was it was just it was it was the best night ever really like it, it really was um and yeah I just yeah I I even still like I I don't know how to like put into words like how I felt that night because I was just like in total shock in the best way possible I was just like no fucking way like I'm in the same room as her clothing like taking everything in me not to like take one of the shirts out of like off the walls and like put it on I was just like oh my god like it was funny I was like well if I ever put any of those shirts on it's not coming off of my body like are you kidding me It, it was funny but yeah um what was it called um oh fuck it was like Rhiannon something why can't I remember now um oh my god it's gonna bug me shit oh I wish I could remember okay well it was um regardless (laughs) regardless sorry I cannot remember um it was just it was it was gorgeous it was spellbinding it was breathtaking it was it was so many different things. It was witchy. It was it was ethereal, whimsical, enchanting. Ah, ah, best night ever, truly. So yeah, this past week has just been a week of celebrating my love for Stevie Nicks, and I could have not been happier, truly. Like I just, I love that woman to death, and yeah. <laughs> I think that's it about my. I think I said about Stevie. All right, well, I think that's going to be it for me today. Um, I'm going to keep working on this painting. It's about, like, it's pretty much almost done. Um, I don't think I'm going to paint the flowers. I don't want to say I'm feeling lazy, but I'm feeling a little lazy. And also, I just, I don't know, I wasn't really vibing with the flowers in the first place. I don't know why I put them in my still life. I wanted to try and challenge myself, and I don't think I'm up for the challenge anymore. (laughs) Ah call me defeated but I just you know I want it to be over and done with and I kind of like it better without the flowers anyways I think it'd be a little too much but uh yeah so that's gonna be my morning for the rest of the time being I almost said night but it is morning the sun is coming up the sun is out actually it's it's 8 16 a.m <laughs> um so yeah I'm gonna finish this painting I'm probably gonna go make myself some breakfast too because I'm getting a little hungry um 
and yeah, I need to stretch my legs anyways, so it'll be a good excuse for me to get up, and yeah, my god, I've had the worst headache, like, all morning, I took some Excedrin, it's gone now, which is good, but yeah, I need to go take my Excedrin, uh, not Excedrin, fuck, oh god, I do need sleep, no, I'm just kidding, um, I, well, I do, but I need to take Mucinex, because I am still, still stuffy, even though I feel like I was getting over it, I guess I'm still stuffy, and it sucks, but, you know, fuck it, we ball, you know, <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna go, and I will talk to you all very, very soon, thank you so much for listening, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Kaya Morgan, it is in the description of the podcast as well for spelling, because I know some of y'all probably don't know how to spell my name, but it's fine, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, follow me on Instagram, follow my art account on Instagram, follow the band account on Instagram, it's at the zenith underscore band, zenith is z-e-n-i-t-h, follow the band account, um, follow the band on Facebook, fuck, what else, um, I think that's kind of it, all right, I'm going to go, and I will talk to you all very soon, all right, peace out, love you, bye!